from the friend zone mom trying to be i'm trying to reach the end zone you think i'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though it's cool though just don't try to play me for no fool yo views from the friend zone mom trying to be i'm trying to reach the end zone you think i'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though it's cool though just don't try to play me for no fool yo yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to another edition of the Views from the Friend Zone podcast. Happy Sunday, y'all. It is hot as hell outside, so I hope you guys are out there staying cool. Shout out to Greedy Gut. Shout out to Sensei. Shout out to Cliff Brockmanam. They wasn't able to make the show today, but the show must go on. The team should be back in the building, you know, next week. And I'm saying, as always, it's your boy, Real Talk Marv. I'm going to have the guest introduce himself shortly, but I first got to say, like, this weather outside is crazy. Like, I hate when the weather's trying to show off and get extra credit, right? Because to get an A, all you need is a 90 to a 95. There's 105 extra credit shit. I don't need that kind of heat. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have the guest introduce himself. What's going on? What's going on, friends from the View Zone list? It's your boy, Dre Ready. Um, Re-Ready Entertainment. Goon Savvy. Uh, pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be in the building. Um, you know? Just trying to get my podcast on, you know. Cool, I, cool. I'm a fan of the show, you know. I so, I, that, you know, so I, I like what you guys are doing here. So when I got the opportunity to come in and you know speak my piece and have some fun, I was like, oh no, I got to jump on this. Cool, cool. <laughs> so you got the clothing line. Tell us a little bit about the clothing line. Yes, sir. It's called uh, Goon Savvy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an acronym. So for everybody, it's not just some thug bullshit. Um, it's an acronym that stands for Getting Over Obstacles and Negativity. Which is um, This is dope, right? Because I love when we take something. That usually have a negative connotation right. and flip it, right? Right. Because, you know, sometimes as African American men, mm-hmm. if we're assembled in a crowd, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, there's a bunch of goons over there. But when you could take exactly. the negativity and exactly. spin it to something, I, that's kind of cool. From probably about 2004 to about 2009, um, I did a lot of promoting. Um, okay. One of the main places that I did promoting in was BB uh, King's. Um, there was a Saturday night party that was in there every Saturday. Yeah, with DJ I think I, I think yeah, I, I think I went to. Um, so a lot party. of the times, friends of mine, people that I grow up with, um, you know, they're they're not clubbers. You know, they you know they're good people, but they're not clubbers, so they don't know what's club retired. They just know what's fly. They know what they spent money on. So a lot of yeah. times, a lot of people that I was come bringing to the club was unable to get in. Not because they were bad people or because they was causing trauma. It was just because you you know how the clubs go. You, yeah. It's perception. You're looked at before you walk in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people wasn't dressed accordingly, so it, it started to piss my team off. They were like, yo, they, they out here treating us like goons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's when one of my partners was like, all right, so let's take goon and flip it. Yeah. And then it was, See, that's a dope backstory. I, like I said, I love to hear that. I love when people like you know take yeah. things and it, flip What's it. interesting is... I was listening to the episode where you guys were talking about uh, clothing lines, mm-hmm. and um, I believe it was you that had the stance of uh, we don't support uh, yeah. black. Because I think you were saying you when it was uh, the Ralph, the Rock Aware and Sean John. Yeah, and those things kind of died out fast. Right, but we've, right. Like, Ralph Lauren and stuff like that. Right, last right, the, right. The test of time. But while I was listening, I was like, I don't know, Marv. I kind of agree with the other people as far as. Where are they? Yeah. You know, when they're there, you know, we support. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in an era now where a lot of things is boutique. Yeah. Um, fashion is real boutique yeah. um, based off of message and purpose, not more of style and swag. Mm-hmm. Sean John can come out with something real, real great. 
But if I come out with a sweatshirt that feeds to what's going on with poverty or uh, jail reform or things like that, people are going to where we're at right now. People are going to tend to you know to go to that more yeah. than the high brands, fashion things like that. So that's why you have Gucci, uh, Ferragamo, and things like that because those are the accessory pieces that people can pay a lot of money for mm-hmm. that address around the boutique, the t-shirts and stuff that they that they could wear. So it was, it was just more about me putting something on the market where, um, well, not just me, you know, I, I work with a team, but just basically putting out a brand where, you know, people can be comfortable in their own skin. Okay. Um, you know, we started it off with branding. Um, we dealt with URL. Um, you know, shout out to Norbs and Smack. You know, they allowed us to promote, you know, a lot of their videos and things like that. So okay. now it's more about um, upgrading the, the brand to the fact where now we can have pop-ups, you know, be in stores and, okay. you know, actually put, you know, pieces on people's backs where they'd be able to support. So I know you uh, you said you started with the promoting since like 0409, but um, how long has the brand been established? The brand has been established for two and a half years. Okay. Yeah, two and a half years. So roughly 2017? Yeah, right there. Cool, cool. Yeah. Have, have, have you faked in, faced any difficulties like getting it into stores or... or I mean, of, of course, because they, you know, they don't want to deal with you until they know you. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like music where you, you but just... But that's everything. That's right, everything. right, right. So it's, it's one of those situations where you have to, you know, you put yourself in position. You know, they don't want it. Okay, well, what are we going to do to make ourselves pop so where they come back and say, oh, we were wrong. Yeah. You know, we do want you. So, yeah. And then, and then you have the connects. You don't have the connects. You don't have... You know, where are you getting these T-shirts from? Where are you getting these hoodies from? Yeah. Are these the hoodies and T-shirts that people wear? Like, yeah. for example, I can put a design on any type of T-shirt, but are you going to buy a, a $45 T-shirt that's basically on a T-shirt like them Sun T-shirts that you could get three for ten? Yeah. Not really, because after you wash that, it, the that, neck is going to go down to see, your belly button. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm glad you mentioned that. That's a, a, a issue that a lot of times we have, right? Because when, when, when you think of a new brand trying to establish shelf, right. Especially like with you know a smaller name kind of thing without mm-hmm. the backing of a huge machine, we always question the quality, right? Right. right. Like, okay, even if you start off with like you said the Sun T-shirts three for ten for your stuff like that, when you make your your brand and you're doing that three for ten kind of thing, and you come to me and you say the T-shirts ten dollars, I'm cool with it. But when you had that quality and you're charging me fifty dollars for that T-shirt, right, right. Like, now, now I will say this. <laughs> Cause that's if you if you're a new right? brand and you're you're coming out with clothes that's fifty sixty dollars, of course you're not gonna have the success, you know. But at the end of the day, a lot of times people have to also remember that there's expenses that go into actually making a t-shirt mm-hmm. that I have to see the money back, yeah. <laughs> you know, as far as buying the t-shirts in bulk. Yeah. Um, we may not have the equipment to make the t-shirts, so mm-hmm. now we have to go to somebody to to, to make the t-shirts. Yeah. Where are we keeping these t-shirts? Yeah. Um, if someone in Virginia wants the t-shirt, I live in New York City. I'm not going to drive them the t-shirt. I have to ship, ship it, it. which course. is basically seven seven to twelve dollars, depending on what their address is. Yeah. So you're looking at a t-shirt that cost you ten dollars to make. That after you get through finished with it and ship it out, that is now a thirty-four dollar t-shirt. Okay. So am I going to charge you $34? No, because really all you're doing is giving me the money back that I put out to make the T-shirt. And I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like good business where all I'm doing is making stuff and getting the money back that I made yeah. to produce it. You yeah. know, so it's a, it's a thin line between... It's economy of scales. But, exactly. But my thing about it is you have to... Like, as a business person, I'm not saying how you operate your business, but mm-hmm. as a business person, if, if, if you come up to me with a T-shirt right. out of your trunk right. that looks like a T-shirt that I could get from the bootleg man and right. he's charging me $50. Right. Like, 
how how does that work for them? I mean, but I can follow that by asking you, I mean, if Kanye West put it on, you wouldn't even question it. Not saying that you would go out and run to buy it, Mm -hmm. but there are individuals, that same exact T-shirt. If Kanye put it on and said it's a $120 T-shirt, people are going to be like, all right, well, it it must be the shit. You know, Kanye is saying it's $120, but if I come with that same T-shirt that looked trash and I say it's $120, they're going to be like, on purpose of what? Yeah. Why, why is it $120? Yeah, you know but, what I'm saying? But, I mean, let's let's keep it a buck. Like, you know, LeBron promoting something, Kanye promoting something right. like that. There's a brand equity that comes with exactly. that person. Exactly. Versus, you know, someone you don't know trying to. Exactly. So. Exactly. But then you have brands that African Americans do, do do where they put it at price points to where it's cheap. And then black people be like, uh I don't know. I don't think I could be in the streets with twenty nine dollars sneakers. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So yeah. it's a thin, so, it's so a thin it's line. It's a thin line, right? So it, I got you. It's so a thin line. I appreciate all that stuff like that. Before we we start the show, let them know where they can get Goon Savvy, how mm-hmm. they can look you up, and things. Yeah, like well, that. well, we're affiliated with Big Cartel. Um, anybody that does not know Big Cartel, it's a company that allows up and coming companies like myself. Um, doesn't give them the platform on their own. But it gives them the platform to create a web page where people can go to it and online shop, things like that. Um, like I mentioned to you, we started off branding first. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now our upgrades in marketing and branding is now to put it on people's backs. But, you know, IG, at Goon Savvy, um, you know, at Dre Ready 5384, um, you know, URL, we're with them. So, you know, you can always reach out. We have pieces available on the Instagram where you can see, you know, screenshot cops sent dms like i like this do you have it in this color things of that nature but the whole process of you know formidable websites and pop-up shops yeah. those type of things are coming our, our main goal in the beginning was branding mm-hmm. making sure we have purpose behind the name um now it's about putting it on people's backs cool cool so before we go into our regular show i wanted to talk about a couple of things that's current events kind of thing. gotcha so i'm we, a current event i'm a current event started. whore so, so the, the first thing <laughs> I, I, I wanted to discuss because i also was um saw you uh kind of mention it also on your instagram stuff like that mm-hmm. is the uh child support that kevin garnett oh shit shit so uh, if, if shit. whoever's listening doesn't know kevin garnett is a, a former very hall of a, a future Hall of First Fame First ballot player. Hall of Fame. Yes, great, one great of the greatest player. power forwards to ever play in the game. He was the first person to sign a huge contract. Mm-hmm. Like, in this new age of huge con- contracts. Let's get straight. He wasn't the first person to sign. He was the first person to sign it twice. There was a lot of people that got paid, but there wasn't a lot of people yeah, getting those the, those contracts twice. He was twice. the first one to sign the two-something deal. Right, right. right? But he got that twice. He got that twice. <laughs> he got that twice. So, so he's not hurting. No, but... No. Um, uh, a judge has decided that he has to pay his um, his uh, wife who filed for divorce a hundred thousand dollars a month, right? For her, you know, for her, him and the kids and spousal, spousal and and child support, right? And then people can be like, "Oh, he have it, don't worry." But to me, it's just like there's got to be some kind of line that's drawn with the the spousal support, right? And like I'm not a parent, so people are gonna be like, "Oh, you don't know the right, cost right. and stuff That's like that." That's what they always. I don't care <laughs> unless the kid lives on the moon. <laughs> why does it take a hundred k a month? Let me ask you something. How old are hey, you? I'm 36. Okay. But this is another thing: is what people fail to realize when you have those agreements, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like he's gonna disappear and not be in the kid's life. Right. The kids are gonna be in, within him. Right. He's gonna be spending money on the kids outside of that that money kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, but go ahead. No, I, I was just basically saying the reason why I asked you how old you were is because we're two adults who know what 
average cost of living is. Mm-hmm. Whether we live in New York City, Virginia, Regardless. we know how much it costs yeah. to live. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is not a situation where Kevin Garnett is paying for his kids and his wife to live. Yeah. He could put them in a dope condo, something a lit. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. lit. This, this is this is about the upkeep of her life. See, what happens is a lot of these athletes get married and they get with girlfriends where, you know, you're taking these women out of their element. Yeah. You know, you you came up as a, a college athlete in Virginia. You met this honey on campus. She ends up being your wife. But you get drafted by the Lakers. Yeah. So now you're telling the honey that it's never been past Oklahoma. Yeah. And now she got to live 15 years in California. Yeah. So now you're putting her in a land where she's never been. She probably didn't finish school. She probably didn't do anything as far as business because her whole life was, I'm Kevin Garnett's wife. So I've been supporting her. Yeah, so I've been supporting her. Yeah. So now you're telling her the person who had the access to get on the planes and go to Europe with the girls for the weekend, who yeah. had the access to have the cars and stuff like that. Now you're telling her, no, now you have to have your life based off of what you had before you got with me. Yeah. And she's looking he, at it he like... He had a prenup too. I don't... Uh, yeah. yeah, but Because saying, if she didn't, her bag would be even crazier. Right, but they're saying that the... The prenup doesn't matter until they find it, which I find highly weird is what do you mean they have to find the prenup? It's either with Kevin or it's with the lawyer. But they're saying until, I guess, whatever arrangements within the prenup get confirmed, he has to pay this back. So how do you you feel about that whole situation? I feel $1.2 million a year is ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, My responsibility is to make sure that the kids are comfortable get into the top schools, not worrying about money. They need something for this. Make yeah. sure they have that. Like That's my responsibility as an ex-husband. Yeah. My responsibility as an ex-husband is to make sure that you can still buy Louis purses. Because yeah. that's all this is about. 100K? Yeah. 100K a month? A month. <laughs> a month? That a is, month? That, that is my, father, my father's 62 years old. He survived making half of that yeah. yearly. Yeah. yeah. And he's not poor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's I've, he's had a Lexus before. He's had a so yeah. I know goddamn well there's not one individual on this earth that needs a hundred dollars, a hundred thousand dollars a month. I, I would say it's cheaper. It's cheaper to keep her, but she filed divorce. And, right. You know, it wasn't like he wanted to get divorced. So did you hear that the reasoning that this happened was because supposedly Kevin Garnett um, touched joint account money that he wasn't supposed to touch. I guess there was like... And, and he put the money in it, that account. Which is stupid to me. So it's like, these <laughs> accounts are only viable because of Kevin Garnett. I put Garden. the money in How the account. How can you sit up here and tell me you, you can't touch... I always tell people like, if you don't understand that marriage is a business, you're a already business. lost. Straight up and down You're already business. lost in the beginning of business. that. And I, the, problem, the problem why is not the fact that people don't understand that it's not a business. The problem is that people don't want to clarify who's the CEO in the business. You see, when you get married, there, there's a boss. Yeah. Now, whether the guy is the boss, he might be the boss because the woman doesn't work, so he's responsible for the bread. I don't think I don't think a there's man a is ever the boss in, in the marriage. You you may be the financier, but the CEO okay, is yeah. always the wife, I, especially I agree when with there's that. kids. I agree with that. I agree with that. She's I agree with that. Because she's doing she's doing wife. she's doing much more than you'll ever do when it comes to sustain Facts. a marriage or a relationship. Facts. So I can yeah. I can get that. But still, if yeah. I'm making thirty two million dollars a year. Yeah. <laughs> so that's you know, why decisions still I have mean, to be approved you know, by me first. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm not blue collar, you know. I work in corporate America, but I'm not NBA money kind of thing. Right. So to me, it's just like the money I make. You know, me and my wife split up. Reasonable things are met, kind of stuff like that, or whatever. But I don't, I don't see. When but let, you, but when let's you're not, making those millions, right? To me, it's just like yo, I don't even understand. It's, but let's not, let's let's not look at this, ladies and gentlemen, as a money thing. Mm-hmm. This is a 
deserving thing. Yeah. If I made $42,000 a year and we divorced, I still want to make sure you're only getting the money to take care of our children and yeah. make sure you're not on the street. But like, how do you define what they deserve? What do you mean? How, we, how, how, how do you put a dollar we're gonna value be at a on the housewife? We're going to be at a table just how like this, How do you put the dollar value on a housewife? We're going to be at a table just like this, Marv. Like you said, it's different being a housewife in Calabasas, California, right. versus a housewife Right. In this is, I'm gonna Virginia tell you. I thought Beach. about this. I thought you know about this. Saying? I'm weird when it comes to shit like okay. this. My, I no, thought no, about no. This. I, my wife knows. I always think about the money. I like want to know. So tell me. I want her lawyer to tell me what's the top high school in the United States of America. Yeah. The top prep school, not public school, because you know public school. As long as you got the grades, you can always get into that. Yeah. What is the top high school prep school in the United States of America? Okay. Oh, oh. How much does it cost? To be in that. Yeah, the camps, they, trust me, the numbers could get chefed up, however. Right, you can. Private chef, I But need just camp, like she manipulated the numbers like to be that. 100K a month, I can manipulate it to say, listen, it only costs $15,000 to put my child in the best school ever. Yeah. So why am I paying 85000 more than what I'm supposed to be paying? Because that that's not like covering said, school clothes. Like you said, it's to maintain the lifestyle. Before, yeah. Before we get into the show, the last thing I want to say is there's, there's a movement that, they're saying that marriage licenses should expire. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. It shouldn't be for life. I heard about this thing. yesterday. I am all for it. I used to joke I'm with my wife, it. like, marriage licenses I'm should be every two years, like your I'm cell phone bill. After two years, it. you figure out, do you want to stay? Great, do you want to go? Ladies and gentlemen, thing? how great was NBA free agency because of the fact that these players are not in five, six-year contracts? Exactly. You it's can the fact out. that these players are playing two, three years, and after that you third need, year. You need an opt-out <laughs> option. That could protect you yes, financially. Yes, yes, yes. You know? I need to turn on BET and see breaking news. Hove opts out of his third-year deal with Beyonce. You yeah. know, he's going to take his $36 million, yeah. But, you know, the marriage is... is, I, is the, it's I need tough, to, right? Because I need to this see affects like only the 1%, right? Right, exactly. When, when us exactly. broke people break up, we break up with more stress than, but again, than, than money. We, we can't Problem. focus on the money, Marv. We yeah. have to focus on this is a deserving thing. Regardless of how much you make per year, you should only be getting the money that is needed and deserving to take care of your kids. But you keep saying deserve. Yes, deserve. Deserve. So, because how Some is- people would justify like, yo, I let you live an easy life by me holding it down back home. I deserve <laughs> more than that. half of what you made. They do say Because I made your life better. They do say that. And even though it's hard to swallow that. They do say that. And if I'm Kevin Garnett, you know what I'm going to say? He wasn't with me shooting in the gym like Drake said? I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to walk into the gym. I'm going to give her a basketball, put her behind the three-point shot. I'm going to be like, make a three. And then she could also say, okay, I want you to have a child. Show me, you, Kevin Garnett, as a man, show me how it is to have a child. (laughs) I risked my life bringing your babies into this world because I could have died when I did that. You put a dollar amount on that. I'm playing devil's advocate, but that's what that's what could happen. No, I got it. All right, so we're going to jump into the regular show, right? And the first topic we're going to talk about is celebrating other people's winning seasons, right? Because okay. a lot of times when we see people who look like us win or mm-hmm. people from the same circles win, mm-hmm. we all of a sudden get tight about it. Right. Some people can embrace other people winning, right. but some people kind of just start like, right. like, what about him that makes him so special mm-hmm. for him to win? But I also feel like the reason why I titled it winning season, mm-hmm. right, is because everybody has a turn to win. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to sit back and wait till it's your time kind of thing. Right. So anybody who knows who's any success, you realize that, you know, you're not successful all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why you commend certain people like Drake and Jay-Z who has the longevity, mm-hmm. right? Because... One year, Fifty Cent was the biggest rapper in the world, right. and then now, music-wise, he's 
Right. Eminem was the biggest artist in the world, and now right. music. You know, say you right. have your Nelly. seasons. Nelly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ja Rule. <laughs> Even Chingy, not to that level, right, but right. Was he was high for hot. two summers. He was you know high for two summers. So, so, so the first subtopic is why do people struggle to wait their time and celebrate the success of others? I don't. I wouldn't want to say people. I, I really have. A, I really think that it has a lot to do with nationality. To me, African Americans are the only people where success makes them reflect on themselves. You know, you have a lot of nationalities where they see success and they automatically jump to, I am happy for them. Like, this, this, this mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, they're, they're doing their thing. I'm going to tell my uncle, I'm going to tell my mom, I'm going to tell my cousins, my friend is doing this. African Americans, though, when somebody wins, then it looks like, well, damn, he doing it. Why am I not doing it? I, I, th- I, I agree in somewhat, and then what I kind of disagree, I just feel like, you know, because of, Historically, how it's been for us in this country mm-hmm. and in, in the world worldwide, right. we struggle so much to get success that there's a bitterness sometimes. Oh, right? of course. Because of I, course. last week we was talking about, or, or, or week before we was talking about how, like you know, white children kind of grow up thinking that anything is possible, mm-hmm. and we kind of grow up with our parents saying like, "Yo, the world is against you, so right. you have these limited options. Right. You got to go to school. You well, got to become." That's a because we only engineer. see we only see success about what's around our, our establishment. Mm-hmm. That's why you have a lot of kids that only feel the only way out the hood is either selling drugs, Having playing sports, yeah. rapping, or doing something helping anybody that's successful in those areas. Mm-hmm. You know, I can be an astronaut making. Forty-two million dollars in a year, and I can bring, and I can be from the hood, and I can bring that same type of money to the hood the same way a rapper do. But I'm guaranteed, if I brought that money the same day a rapper do, the rapper would get more of the. the it's more sensational. The, yeah, you know they they see it as better. It, it's just more about ed- educating that the opportunity. Mm-hmm. We not we're not really educated on the opportunities on how to make money. I think uh, with that issue about you know. Our people kind of find it difficult to to celebrate other people wins. Right. I, I think it goes across the board, but I think what what jumps out more about our people, right, is because we've been positioned to have the crab in the barrel right. mentality, right? right. It, it's conditioning from slavery right. where we mm-hmm. would put each other against each other to compete for like small 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 windows of success. Right. I feel other people feel like there's less constraints on them, so they see other ways for them to win. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of feels like we compete to be like, there's only one seat at the table. Mm-hmm. So if someone who looks like me is at that seat, that means there can't be another one of us. Cause, and a lot of times also people look at the success as, okay, now it's your turn to help me. It's not a With it's the not, obligation, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, or, it's not. It's not like okay, you did a good job. Congratulations, and now congratulations. Okay, well now how can you help me? Yeah. Oh, you can't help me. Well, fuck what you doing there. Yeah, he ain't bringing it back to the hood. He ain't, he ain't helping nobody around here. So what do I care that he's successful? Yeah. See, a lot of times we base another person's success on how he's helping other people. Mm-hmm. You know, oh he he came from the hood, but he don't he don't put no money back in the hood. Well, maybe that wasn't his goal. Maybe his goal was to get out so he don't want to see nobody that was robbing his aunts and, and grandmothers when he was little. Yeah. Maybe he don't want to deal with the people that was on the corners making his walk to school every day deathly. You know what I'm saying? These and are J- these are not situations that people want to be around. Yeah. Jay-Z, uh, <laughs> it was an interview where a guy was just like, you know, I don't want to tell you how to spend your money, Jay-Z, but I think it would be cool if you bought Marcy and reinvest in Marcy and stuff like that. And, and Jay-Z told the guy like, yo, I understand where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but to me, is the projects is limited. You right. know, 
it's low income housing where we have to graduate out of the so right. if I celebrate, you know, promoting Marcy right. and, and we, you know, kind of putting money into Marcy, right. I'm kind of putting people into the mentality gotcha. that it's okay to stay stagnant in this particular place. Are you a homeowner? I am a homeowner. Okay. So the the value that you placed on your on your home when you bought it, I'm pretty sure you made renovations to it and mm -hmm. things of that nature. And for anybody that does and not know. And wise it goes up, the valuation exactly. of the house goes up. So if you take a project building that when it went up in 1962 and you crash it down and then build up this, this pleasant, smell-good apartment complex, you're not paying the same... $250 a month that your, your auntie yes. is paying to still live in there. It's now, market value. Yes, now that, now that that same house is about eleven fifty a month. Yeah. And then if you turn around and do that, people are like, oh, that's yeah, foul. Exactly. But Jay-Z can sit there <laughs> exactly. and then make it nice, and then now he has to pay the exactly. difference because he I'm gonna can't I'm going to give y'all better living spot. arrangements, but now I have to front y'all $900 every month just so y'all can pay rent? No, that's not how... it's. That's why I said it's more of an education because a lot of people... I feel get angry or get agitated or have a certain uh, you know stance on shit that they don't even know about. <laughs> Just because so, so, you got forty million don't mean I got twelve million to fix shit. Not, not only that, <laughs> you know a saying? lot of times people see people's success and doesn't realize that you know what I could be making forty million a year, mm -hmm. but then taxes off the back I have twenty. And then I'm supporting this and I'm supporting that and stuff right. like that. So people want to be in your pockets about numbers they see in bold but don't understand the new little nuances of it. So the next question I have is, why do people in our community describe other people's waves as, oh, your little business, oh, your little movement kind of thing? Like so, I, I was talking to my boy. He's mm -hmm. probably going to be tight. And I was like I had did a guest appearance on a, um, on a web series. Right? I had a small little part or whatever. And mm -hmm. then he's just like, oh, whose little show is that? And I'm just like, why Why do you got to be described as a little show? He's like, oh, is it on Channel 5? I said, no, but, like, <laughs> the mentality sucks, right? What? Like, like since since it wasn't on uh, national broadcast TV, right. it's a little something, stuff like right. that. But I, I, I maybe because I'm around mostly, you know, uh, minority people, but right. I only see, like, that in the hood mentality when right. someone has to be like, for me to kind of feel okay with that you're doing something, I had to like put it in the box. Because it goes back to what so, I said. We like, I don't know if you ever heard someone oh, no, say no, no. like, I've heard "How's your I've, little clothing line doing?" I've or heard. Something like I've that. heard women say it when they just deal with men. Yeah. Okay, I see you in your little your little car. You doing yeah. you know, your little thing like you know people do that because it success is based off of what you can give them. That's how they see it. Yeah. They don't see that you're trying hard. Yeah. Like you're trying. No, yeah. you're not big. You're not lit. Yeah, they in their eyes until you can help somebody else, and yeah. until then, well, I see you doing your little thing. Well, well, until you're a household name, yeah, yeah, you, you got to yeah, be a little no, something. But there's to me, only that's poison mindset. Yeah, but that's the reason why there's only a select three or four visionaries that come every fifty years. You know, everybody does not have the mindset to see the future, to see that okay, if this brand does this, this can change. You know, everybody when Mark Zuckerberg was telling everybody about Facebook, you know. They were looking at him like, he was, you're a nerd. You're stupid. Yeah. Nobody is going to be I on this website. I can imagine the phone. Someone said, oh, I see your little Facebook yeah, website. I see, I see you know? little, I see probably was somebody that Making a little that. post and shit. I yeah. see, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody was saying, oh, God, this guy is about to make something that's about to change the world. Like, yeah. nobody, nobody's thinking about that because nobody will think somebody that close to them yeah. see, can do it. See, me, I approach, I approach, I approach that every, I approach. Mm-hmm. 
everybody's movement as like, yo, that's dope. Mm-hmm. I, I either see how like I can help you right. promote or help you get your situation going, or then I. You want yeah, everybody ain't built like you, Mark. Though. Or, everybody or, not or, built or, like I, you. or I see like you know what inspiration, right? Because yeah. we don't have to copy each other's movements and right. stuff like that. But I can see you being successful, right. and I could be like, okay, you know what, he's doing it. Either, either I can ask him how he's doing it or mm-hmm. I can sit back and research and study. But when we take the time out to be like, oh, I see you in your little car or your mm-hmm. little house and stuff like that. Right. To me, it's it's a jealousy mm-hmm. that that is not even required for us to be jealous. Like, why, why, why do we have that mindset, right? Because mm-hmm. to me, it's just like, yo, especially when you're self-made, mm-hmm. That little car, that little show, that little clothing line—that—that's an idea. That's an inspiration. Right. To me, I rather—I I always try to find out, like, yo, can I support that? Right? Mm-hmm. Because I know that when you're chasing a dream, mm-hmm. every day you almost feel like you're about to give up, about to close. Every it. day. I—I was—I was telling people like we—we we, we recently got a shout out on the Breakfast Club about for the show. Mm-hmm. And I was telling people like right right before that happened, you know, you kind of feel like you know what. This takes a lot out of me every week. I'm doing the show. It costs right. money and stuff like that. And then something happened. And it's not like the shout out changed our world kind of thing. But it just made you see like if you working out there, the universe can, can, will conspire to help you if you're right. really putting that work right. in. So that's why we need to destroy that that little, oh, you're doing this little thing, stuff like that. And just be more supportive. But to me, there's a space for people like them. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you need people like you need people like that. Yeah, you 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 need you need people like that. Everybody, it allows you to now see the eyes of the consumer. You know what I'm saying? Understand like, no, I can't make it like that, or I can't do it like that because yeah. I already but know. But you it's also gonna... can't live in the comment section. I always no, tell you can't. people. No, no, you can't live in the comment <laughs> section. You're right. You're right. Even, you're, right. Even, you're right about even, that. I, I wish the other people was here. But even even in the comment section of our show sometimes right. or and stuff like that, you read stuff and it's just like sometimes the venom people put right. it's just like I don't even think that's a real review no. of consuming the product of no. the show. That's just you saw something and you felt like saying it's something never funny. it's negativity. The reason why I named the brand getting over obstacles, it's never anything to harp on. But it's something that you have to be aware of. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you can't also you also can't live in the the praises too, right? Because oh, the of praises, course. if you have live you in the praises, thinking you're better than what you are, <laughs> thinking better than you are, thinking you made it, and thinking that you can't improve upon yourself. Yeah. I so mean, you gotta live in that that, that catch twenty two. You know what I'm saying? Quite, you gotta kind of balance it out. You kind of gotta do the average rating of everything you hear. That's why I the laugh when everybody claims themselves to be bosses. Everybody is not a boss. Everybody mm-hmm. is not a CEO. If everybody was a boss and a CEO, we would have more lucrative companies yeah, than the, we have right, there's <laughs> than a, we have there's right a saying, now. There's a saying, everybody wants to be a chief, nobody wants to be an Indian, but we need exactly. different components to make everything exactly. work. And like you said, not everybody's going to be a superstar, Mm-mm. but that's why, there's, there, that's why there's markets, right? Like, right. Rihanna is a huge star, right? but there's, there's portions of the world who has no clue who Rihanna is, right? But she's... No, this... this listen, it, it may not be a large portion. It may not be a large portion, but she's, I'm telling you... She's entering that category with Snoop Dogg and all of them. Yeah, no, she but, walks in, we know that's Rihanna. Yeah, but, but, what I, but I say that to say this. Like, I'm... A, oh, give you another example. I know there's some certain places I could go in the hood mm-hmm. and I could talk to them about Taylor Swift and they'd be like, who? Okay, yeah. And she's a huge star. Right. Right? Because... And I, I use that example to say that, you know what? You, you're not going to dominate the world, but right. you got to find your market, right. your niche, and work what it. What you're saying is like if a hood dude took Ed Sheridan to the hood. 
Exactly. Like, like they, was, they would be like, who the fuck is this redhead? And then you're like, I guess last week kind of looked like Ed Sheridan. This is one and, of the and biggest I, pop I told stars my wife, in the world. The guests kind of remind me of Ed Sheridan. Yeah. And she's like, who? Like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> boo, you, I've heard you sing his song before on the radio. But that's, but, but that's what it is with, like, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, that's yeah. what it is with black people and white people. White people, when we sing, when they sing our shit, they know who made it, who produced it, mm. da da da. When we sing a lot of popular, we don't, it's just because we're, we at work, we in the dentist, we mm. hear this goddamn song every single day, so mm. we ended up knowing the words. That yeah. don't mean we know who made it, yeah. but if a white person is singing T.I. or Jeezy, you damn sure it ain't just because they hear it all the time. They mm. know who that is. It's a, it's a different type of support. So my, my last uh, question on this topic, right, and the topic is celebrating other people's winning season. Mm-hmm. This is another component. Why do why do we tolerate other products or services to just be okay, but to utilize a black business, it has to be A1. It right. has to be the best of the best, the creme de la creme for you to spend right. a dollar. But you'll let other people serve you mediocre and right. still continue to go back, right. back, back. So why do you think we have that mentality? Right. I'm, I'm actually reading a, uh ebook right now. I'm not sure if you read it, if you haven't. Anybody fans that follow this podcast is uh, the 22 imperable uh, laws of branding, okay. um, and it goes over certain aspects of when it comes to marketing and branding things that you have to be aware of, you have to be, you know, focused on. And one of the laws was pricing, basically saying that how do you know that Tide is the best detergent ever? Because mm-hmm. really, it's been beaten to our brain. Right, you don't really. But we don't do the test. Uh, yeah, like you know if what what what. If you come in with uh, Papa Johnson's soap, you know, your wife will be like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. But that soap, once you take it out the box, may be just as potent and can clean you just like if you used to get Maybe Mountain even Spring. better, you this, just don't know this, it. This is what I'm saying. So it, it's all about, it's all about, you know, marketing. We don't market, for example, one of my biggest pet peeves, and I hate this shit with a passion, is how people bash the BET Awards. Now, let me explain. Whenever the Oscars come around, the Emmys come around, things of that nature, it's a, it's a big thing. Yeah. It's a big spectacle. But then you have the black people, oh, I don't give a fuck about that shit. They don't do da 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 But then when we have the NAACP awards, image awards, awards the stuff. image awards. We, it's, uh, it's that little award yeah, show. Yeah, we that little award show. Yeah. I, I, but me that lot, shit so. bugs me out because it's like, Y'all talk like we don't have these platforms, but then when we have these platforms, y'all don't put it on the same echelon as y'all do as a Grammy. Because you talk shit about, oh, I don't give a fuck about a Grammy, da-da-da. But if the Grammys called you and said you were nominated for that shit, you'd be right there in your tuxedo, happy as hell to receive that award. Even, even, even less But then you got Beyonce, who don't even show up for BET Awards unless she performs. Think about it. When you, when you hear somebody's artist profiles, you hear about their Grammy nomination. They could have won 10 BET Awards. Grammy nominated awards. artists. But they don't, they don't put that part of the You're never a BET so Award winning artist. Always, <laughs> you know what I'm always have... You're Never that. We always have this. Uh, if I tell you I won ten BET awards, you'd be like, oh, "Okay." Yeah, we always <laughs> have this yearning for acceptance of people that don't accept us. Right. And that's what that's my problem with. Like, like to me, I I'll go out of my way mm-hmm. to see if I can support people of color and business and stuff right. like that. You know. Right. And mm-hmm. to me, this might be a negative thing. To overall, like to me, is this if I have the experience with mm-hmm. them and then it didn't, it, it wasn't what I thought it would be, right? 
I try my I try to give them a second chance or I try to voice voice them how I feel. Okay. But I'm not gonna go on huge platforms mm-hmm. and blast them because some I sometimes you'll destroy them before they even get a chance to make it right. right. That's the era we're in right now. Right? Because Walmart, you could buy something from Walmart and then it was damaged or it happened to be spoiled and you you didn't figure it out and stuff like that. You'll just go back and try to get your money back and you keep it moving. Mm. But if if you do the same thing out of black, you on your post saying, yo, I can't <laughs> never go to this spot. You know that spot on Hash, such and such? Hashtag fuck. Yeah, and it's just like, now yo, they posting videos of everybody. Like, yeah, you yeah. can destroy people before they oh, even yeah. get a chance to get it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially when when these are first generational business owners. These are mm-hmm. first generational people with these ideas. Right. You, you don't come up with an idea, put it into fruition, and it goes... Just Bezos, you know, Amazon, mm-hmm. Microsoft, right. Steve Jobs, all these people, when you hear their stories, they failed, but had a chance to make it up and keep, to get better. But I feel like we crush the people right. who look like us to not even give themselves to revamp right. themselves. We, we have to be very careful as African-Americans before we put all of our eggs in a basket that's saying that our success or our upgrading is all due to what white people allow us to do. Because mm-hmm. there's very uh, various situations where the detriment and the downfall of a lot of companies within our community has been strictly because of our people, Mm -hmm. not white people, not, Mm -hmm. you know, the rich. Strictly because of our people. People within our communities trying to do something special and getting ruined by somebody that looked just like me, somebody right next to me that's not affiliated with me, that has nothing to benefit from it, Mm -hmm. so they feel, I can fuck it up because it's not hurting me, it's only hurting you. You yeah. know, so it, it's a it's a thin line between blaming everything on, oh, we're not getting the opportunity. I see a lot of brothers out here trying. I see mm-hmm. a lot of brothers out here. I know dudes that's in the hood right next to dudes that sell crack that sell books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These dudes, these dudes are positive. You know, so it's 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 a thin it's a it's a thin line. And another line. thing that people gotta realize is also when you supporting black businesses in your neighborhood and stuff like that. Like a lot of times these black people doing these businesses in your neighborhood, they live in your neighborhood. Right. So the money they're making gets spent in their neighborhood. They bank in your neighborhood. Right. A lot of times we support outsiders, and it's just like they're making money, right. but then they don't live in our neighborhood. They don't bank in our neighborhood. They don't. Their money don't make another small business loans right. for people in our neighborhood and stuff right. like that. Like I keep the majority of, of my savings in, in a black bank, right? Mm-hmm. And I just don't touch it. I just, you know, and it's not a lot of money, but to me it's just like, I feel like my money being that bank may be a portion of a, a small business right. loan to an African American business person. Stuff it'll, like that. It'll, I do bank in other right. banks. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I work for a bank, so unfortunately, I have bank accounts for different other banks. But you know, what I'm saying we have to make those little kind right. of efforts. Right. You know, it's also how we promote it too. A lot of brands that are not necessarily started by black individuals, African Americans, they promote the brand on purpose and why buying the brand improves your life, right? Yeah. Like, if you buy these headphones, these headphones is going to improve the quality of the type of music that you buy. Mm-hmm. A lot of African-American companies and things like that, they don't they promote how it's going to make you look if you buy, like, if you buy these headphones, you're now swaggy. You can match it with your sneakers and things like that. Yeah. So I think it's more of, we don't really, we have to stop promoting the glamorization of what you can get from having the brand and go hard at more of why you need it. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's why a lot of companies that are not started by African Americans do better because they do a better job of promoting why it's a need more than if you buy these, you're going to be lit. 
you know, yeah. you know, with because you, you look at McDonald's commercials. If you watch a, Do- a McDonald's commercial on uh, CBS, that shit is not the same McDonald's commercial if you watch it on BET. You know, it's different music, mm-hmm. different characters. It's a different dialect swag. It's yeah. because they just understand but, you know, how to beat the need. That's having the ability to, ha- you know, specialize to different target markets. Like so, a lot of times, right? A smaller businesses like. I have enough money to make a commercial that everybody got to see that same commercial. I can't make a BET commercial and a CBS commercial and an ABC commercial. Right, but then you know what we do? We go, all right, so since I can't make two, this one got to be popping. Like we got we yeah. we have to show we have to show why once you have this you you yeah. lit and then you have a whole 30 minute spot on a commercial and I walked away from the commercial. I don't know what the fuck the product is. Yeah. I just it's know if you Yeah, I just know if but you that, have that's it I'm popping. <laughs> you know so we're going to move on to the next topic. The next topic is something a little more um you know personality based with the toxicity of the habitual I'm sorry. And and, and what that <laughs> means, right, is it's it's we walk around with a, a a mentality that we can do fucked up shit to people, mm-hmm. but if we put a I'm sorry at the end of it, mm-hmm. it kind of excuses away that behavior. Right. We do it in relationships, we do it in friendships, we do mm-hmm. it in family. Mm-hmm. And we don't acknowledge how toxic that is because I said I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, you were sorry 52 times. Right. So do I have to stand around there and wait for that 53rd time for you to be sorry? So the first sub-question is, why do we let people continue to hurt us the same way over and over and justify it when they say, I'm sorry? Because uh, a lot of people are scared to be alone. Yeah, you, you know, you have a, because, you know, that's people who've never been in abusive relationships. Always ask people who've been in abusive relationships, you know, well, why you don't just leave? Mm-hmm. Because just leaving is not as easy for some people as it is for others mm-hmm. you know some people have history with it you know some people mentally stable are not able to be by themselves yeah. so they feel you can do as fucked up as you, things as you want to but as long as you're able to communicate and say that you're sorry it's okay yeah. and in the long run that's 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 not that's not okay yeah. you know, that's not okay and, and you know what that is a big component of people being afraid to be left alone oh yeah yeah. Sometimes, pe- but sometimes people are programmed like you know what. I know that this person loves me. They just have bad <laughs> ways about them, so that's why I accept that I'm sorry. But like, no, why do you have to tolerate that disrespect or that lack of compassion or that lack of empathy from a person because they said I'm sorry? Like, I'm sorry is not the golden ticket. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry doesn't right. fix things. Right. I'm sorry could be genuine, maybe one time, maybe twice, mm-hmm. but like. How many times do I have to accept I'm sorry? Mm-hmm. And I'm so, people think that they can can clean away a lot of history of bad with I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I mean it's because a lot of people set their own tables. <laughs> you know, they they just feel, you know, I can do whatever I want to this person mm-hmm. cuz I know they're not leaving. Mm-hmm. I know they I know they're not going anywhere. And it's know. leverage, right? Yeah. Sometimes people yeah, feel they have leverage. I've been with this person for such and such years. Mm-hmm. They know my ways. They know I'm sorry. Right. No. But I, I feel like the acceptance of sorry doesn't motivate people to do better. No. You no, know, relationship-wise, family and stuff. Sometimes family do you wrong for so many years, and then they turn around and say, yo, I thought about it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's not ye- the years right. of the hurt. The right. years of the pain doesn't go away with The I'm sad sorry. part is that people know who to do that to. Which means they they done their research. They understand. You know what? I'm only I can do this. 
because you know we all have friends where you know they're assholes they're controlling and it don't matter what girl they're with all of them have the same type you know they, they the same type you know they, every dude is not going to talk crazy to every single girl you know what there's girl's going to accept that certain, you know what girl that's not going exactly there's certain type of girls that are that'll eat that you know what i'm saying and those are the girls that Dudes do that, you know, do that mm-hmm. too. But then there's certain girls that's not gonna take that shit, and those would be the type of girls that them guys be like, yo, man, fuck that bitch. Da, 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 da. Like you, mm-hmm. when you're mean, when you're abusive, whether it's physically or mentally, bullies seek out their yeah, the people they, they bully. The same way, and, the same way, relationship they pray. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I watch you, National you said Geographic. That's cool, right? <laughs> because a lot of times I'll speak to women, and they was like, yo. When I was with that dude, I was with that dude for years. He cheated on me. He mm-hmm. kept saying sorry and stuff like that. And he knew your but ass was elevated. going nowhere. We break up, and a year later, he's married. Mm-hmm. Now he's a family man. Because yeah. yeah. he saw that you accepted that I'm sorry. Yeah, there's, there's a woman listening to this podcast right now that's been living with a man for 15 years, got three kids, and will never be married. Never. Done everything like a, like a marriage. Wash his clothes, cook his food, mm-hmm. make sure his kids is up. Dress, da da da, do everything. She'll never be married, and they probably spent like twenty five thousand dollars on a baby shower, knowing you're never going to get a wedding, you know. There's and he knew stuff. that. Mm-hmm. He knew I, you know, I can get get the kids, get the the situation, and I don't really have to marry her. You know what I'm saying? It's a thin line with, between like, okay, so stop giving these guys, you know, wifely, you know, things if they're not going, you know, mm-hmm. make you make you your wife. So, you know so the next question is: Does forgiving too easy cripples relationships? Yes, yes, because it's settling to me. Mm-hmm. It's settling. Not only that, because I, I think a lot of times people feel like because of the length of the relationship right. that there's a foundation there I've been, that I've been allows. Talk, I've been talking to you for three years. I can't just walk away now. Yeah, the <laughs> investment. Yeah, I mean, the, the, how, how the I look this away now. Investment right. in relationships. Right. But, right. but if you're not happy, you're not but, happy. But we have to come to the point. Regardless if you've been married for 10 years, dating for six months, where it's just like, we have a finite amount of time on this earth. Mm-hmm. So do I can t- I can't take back the 10 years that was bullshit. Right. A lot of times, right, you've been in a five-year bullshit relationship. But I got to think about the, the rest of my life. Do, do I allow the, the fact that the person has said that they're sorry mm-hmm. to me? For me to continue to erase the pain and the hurt. Right, right. Right, because I feel like I'm sorry is such an empty word. There's another word that's used very empty is I love you. Yeah. I love you could be the most BS word and the most special word. I love you. But we, you know, <laughs> but we put power into it, like right. an apology that I'm right. sorry. I'm sorry without action is, is worth it. I've had girls tell me that was real fucked up. But you know what was the fucked up part about it? That you didn't apologize. They didn't care about the dumb shit that I did. They were angry because you never actually looked me in my face and apologized for doing for doing what you did. Mm-hmm. So females, females are the strongest individuals that we will ever come across ever, and emotionally they are just as strong as they are physically. So they could take a lot of shit that we can. You know what I'm saying? A girl can take a dude cheating three times on her. We can't take a girl cheating we, once on her. We spoke we'll, about that last week. We'll Ego. bug the fuck Our out. Our egos are built <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll bug the fuck out. So their their mindset is, if you're going to be fucked up, the least you can do is man up, look me in my face, and admit that you were wrong, mm-hmm. and apologize, and make it clear that this is not going to happen again. Mm-hmm. As long as you do that, 
okay, we can move forward and, you know, do. But it's the part of you didn't even say I'm there's sorry. A lot of, there's a lot of people out there that I hope after it. this conversation realize that you're habitually accepting that I'm sorry makes you just as guilty as the actions against you as the person oh, yeah. doing it. Yeah. Right? But because I, there's no still... there's no penalty for the person react, behaving the way that they're behaving right. because you accept that I'm sorry. But I still put it more on the person that's doing the damage because yeah. that person knew they could get away with it. Yeah, but like, but, but, but like you said, it. when people know they have the leverage, they know they can get away with it. Right, they're going to keep doing it. You know? If I walk into it, I use there that's was why there's one, laws, right? There because was this one, you would rob every day if you knew that you could about, get that money. I was money just about to say, no, in junior no high school, I went to Ryan Junior High School. There used to be this, there used to be this uh, little uh, candy store right over where you could get your burgers. We used to go in there and steal the same shit every single day. Why? Not because we were professional thieves. Because we never got caught. Yeah. Now, if we walked in there one day and got caught. We'd never go back in there and try to steal again. So as long, you know, and somebody told me something crazy too. It's like a lie is not a lie until you know the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of people, a lot of people are living full-fledged lies that are not going to be confirmed until you actually find out, well, oh, well, that's the truth. (laughs) What you've been saying is is, is a lot of the whole time. If you're sorry, you'll do better. Because, (laughs) no, but if you're sorry, but then you you have no motivation to change. But it goes back to, to your question because some to people just say sorry to, to for it to be gone. Yeah, They're not really sorry. I'm just saying sorry because I know once I say sorry, this is over. Mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with this anymore. So the last question on the topic is, when is it time to move on from sorry and just cut the person off? Like, what's the threshold of a sorry? Oh. <laughs> just cutting somebody off is tough. It, it is tough. It's, it's, it's tough just to... And, and you know it's tough because sometimes I think of I think of people like I, I knew about this couple who was married forty five years and they're in their seventies right. and they got divorced. Right. And I'm just like, yo, you ate up your qua not there's still life to be lived. Right. But you ate up the majority of like your but look, but productive look, years. But look, Mark, Why divorce now? There's two things that you you can't do anything about, right? Mm-hmm. That was yesterday and tomorrow. You can only live within. That's that's bars right there. That's facts. Though. You know what I'm saying? You can't do anything about the days that you've already, you know. So being a person that you can't be scared to get rid of somebody because of you being depressed about the time you put in with that somebody. You know, mm-hmm. happiness is happiness. If I was with you for three years and the last six months have been bullshit and I know those six months is leading to three years that we're about to endure that's going to be bullshit, I don't care that I've been with you for two years. We're going to address this now and we're going to nip it in the bud because what I know from the three years is I'm not going to spend another three years with the bullshit that we're dealing with now if this is what is what it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do... A lot of people are scared to get rid of toxic people yeah. because of Sometimes worried about the years they put in already. We're addicted to the need of having people in our lives. We're addicted oh, yeah. to the presence of people in our lives. Yeah. Whether that presence is positive or negative, we're addicted to that presence. Which you bring so up a presence. great point because a lot of people are scared to leave because a lot of people are embedded in these other people also. Mm-hmm. I can't go anywhere because I'm not going to be able to afford living on my own by myself. I've lived with this man for 12 years. Yeah. My salary is based to to 
to support <laughs> half of these bills. <laughs> to half of this shit. I can't do all of this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I don't know how to date. I haven't dated in eight years. So I'm not going to find a man soon that's going to be able to help me with yeah. that. So, so to, I got to so, stay here. So to me, it's like when it's time to move on from sorry, when it's just like, you know what? When you're starting to realize that someone had, had a conversation with someone, that you know what? You're really not caring about yourself just on the strength of keeping that person happy. Mm-hmm. And that that's bad, right? Because right. parents should live for their kids. I get it. But at the same time, it's not like you get to screw up this life and then come right. back and have another chance at it. You oh, know what shit. I'm saying? New episode alert. Next episode, you should do, do people really want to hear the truth? Yeah. yeah you should, y'all should talk about that because that has to do with a lot of what you're saying is sometimes people don't really want to hear, you know. Yeah. People don't really want to hear, you know, I liked you when we first started talking, but now I don't like you no more. Yeah. That's not a good enough reason for us to, to no longer be talking. But, you got to give me a better a reason of, when a that may sayings, actually be a, the reason. There's a lot of things that, you know, oh, just because a relationship loses passion, that's not a reason to break up. Yeah, but if the person starts to feel like they have no obligation to, like, make you happy, mm-hmm. no obligation to make sure your needs are met and stuff like that, right. like, we're just two people occupying space. Right. So to me, it's like when the sorries are not meaning enough is when the person's mm-hmm. not. Because sometimes people will say, I'm sorry because they were caught. Like you said, not, they're not sorry for their actions. No, they're sorry that you brought caught. it to their table. Exactly. And, and, and to me, it's just like, you know, you got to start to kind of develop a lack of tolerance for that kind of mm-hmm. behavior. You know, that's why communication is such a key because... Just people saying sorry, but without the actions of it, to me, it's just like, you know, it's sweet words. It's like right. someone telling you, yeah, you know you're beautiful. Right. But everything I do makes you feel ugly. Then, then right. What, I mean, what, to be, what does the to be honest, the words that's, that's one of my biggest issues that I have with relationships now is that I move so fast that a lot of things that I do that's affecting people where I didn't even know it affected you like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't purposely where it was like, you know what, I woke up today, brushed my teeth, put on a fresh pair of clothes because I knew I was going out to piss you the fuck off. Like, yeah. no, that wasn't my intention. And, and that's why but communication is the key. But I moved so fastly that it happened. And, and, and let me, uh, we're going to move on to the next topic, but let me say this one thing about what you just said. Mm-hmm. I, I tell women that all the time, like women are coming to me and be like, oh, you seem like a good husband, give me some advice. My, my man is doing ABC. And I'm just like, you know what? Let me tell you, men, we're very simple creatures. Right. Sometimes we're doing shit that's effed up, that we have no clue <laughs> that it's effed up. No clue. We're just operating on what makes sense to us. No clue. And what's, what makes sense to a man doesn't necessarily make sense to a woman. And what makes sense to a woman doesn't necessarily make sense to a man. That's why I always tell women, like, yo, he does that and it's bothering you. Have you told him? Like, no, he should know. He should know. He don't know. <laughs> he should know. His mama probably did certain things uh, so one he way. he never find out. And he never found out. <laughs> yeah. so, some dudes grow up where their mom used to cook for them. Their yeah. mom would take the plate off the, off Nigga, the sink. Nigga, I know 42-year-olds that still take their clothes to their mom's crib to get but them done for laundry. That's what I'm saying. Laundry. Their mom, <laughs> like, like my, me and my brothers always say, our mother used to bring us our food in a tray to us, mm. to the room. So now. She would take the, when we was done, she'd come back and right. take the tray put in dishes, washing, stuff like that. So when you become a husband, right. your natural instinct is thinking that the woman you with wants to do that. So, so she'd be like, nigga, your legs ain't broke. Let me ask you a question. you could clean when too. You started dating your, when you started dating your wife, did that bother you? 
if she didn't do it. I don't know if she did it or didn't do it. No, but when you got to because, the point where you guys were like, you know, to me, was she to, doing that? No, because to me, I'm I'm odd. I I had I feel like nobody owes me anything. Right. I feel like my mother doesn't owe me anything, even though she brought me to this world. I feel my wife don't need to, cause I always feel like if 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 you if I hit your if spilled your cup and you clean it up for me, I'm appreciative because you didn't owe me to clean it up. Even right. you know anything someone does, but I do know men is like yo. I'm her husband. She has to do that. Right, those type of dudes I hate. You know what I'm saying? And I hate to dudes me, like that. And they ruin women sometimes because yeah. you beat a woman into the ground, and then when she moves on, right. now she's she's just like she gets triggered right. because of the BS. So we, we're coming up uh, towards the end of the show, so we're gonna do this last topic. I wish I would have gave it more time, but the question, the topic is, what do you do when your partner won't freak you the way that you like? <laughs> right, and it, it's it's something where it's just like. I, I read a post on Instagram. You knew like, I was coming here today, didn't you? No, but you just asked. So we're gonna keep because we only got like five minutes. So we're gonna keep this real fast. So the um, the, the post said that you know dudes to shoot their shot, mm-hmm. make the team, and right. then don't won't go to practice. Right. And, and and same thing relationships. You do all these nice freaky things to get the person to feel like wow you're magical. Right. And then as soon as they're on the team, right. you stop trying anymore. Right. So the first sub question is, they say you won't what you won't do. Another person will. Mm-hmm. How do you overcome that in a relationship? Because some people feel like, oh, we, we've we been together for years. He's not going to go out and do that. He already know what he got at home. Yeah, but it's whack. <laughs> it's become whack. We got to keep it honest. But that goes back to the and it's question you, too. you asked. Or did you tell that person? Yes. A lot but, of people are not telling these people, though. Yeah. A lot of people are, are having a lot of whack sex and holding it in. Mm-hmm. And not... Because usually, 80% of the time, that's... Detrimental to a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in situations where they told me I was whack. Does it suck? Yeah, it sucked, but we can't go nowhere from here. Mm-hmm. My thing, <laughs> you know my thing about it is, it can become whack. You know, our bodies change. Sometimes we're not in the, the right mindset. Right. But my thing about it is, if it was good at one point, mm-hmm. you have to let the person know, like, yo, when we used to do this, this was right. cool. Right. Maybe you don't want to do this anymore, but we got to find happy But you're not meetings. having that conversation with somebody if you're not... If I'm with you for sex, we're not having that conversation. You're just cutting them off. Yeah, we, I'm just cutting you off. The reason why we banged for so long is because it the sex was outstanding. But now so that once it the don't se- work. Yeah, I'm not, I don't plan on being in a relationship with you. I don't plan on being with you. I'm with you because the sex is great. Yeah. So that ki- type of conversation only occurs when you're with somebody that you really want to be mm-hmm. with. I always feel like you got to take inventory of like, is it good? What can we do different? And stuff? Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of times we approach sex so much with ego that it's just like, oh, I know my shit is the bomb. Right. You may think your shit is the bomb. Right. Sometimes your shit was the bomb, right. but you fell off. Right. You know what I'm saying? We don't fuck in our weight class either. We don't, we don't fuck in our and weight class And I feel like either. sometimes we feel like we brought a certain level of skills into the situation. Right. And we don't need to develop new skills. Yeah, what true. skills worked with your last may not work with your current. So that's exactly. really So the next question is pity sex. Take it or leave it. Who? So when you say pity sex, are you saying like we're about to break up, so let's just fuck for the no, last time? Or? Sometimes it's the I really don't want to, I don't really feel like it, but you know, you asked five times and I said no four, so here. here Can't lie. Go. I've done it before. I mean, we. I've done it before. I've had sex strictly because I've been bothered to have sex. Yeah. Had nothing to do with me wanting sex at the point, mm-hmm. but they would not leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? Here. I mean, sometimes 
When you're that with sound, someone that long enough, you gotta you gotta accept pity sex. But to me, it's just like <laughs> sex, I was raped, guys. Sex, <laughs> sex when the person feel like they're doing you a favor, you can keep it. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, it's just like here. Right. Now I'm good. Right. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, it's just like don't get it twisted. Every sexual performance is not gonna be the NBA Finals. Right. 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 There's some regular season games. There's oh, some yeah. preseason yeah, games yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. TNT, but, TNT sex is but okay. I'd rather you, know you present. I'd rather you present than not. Right. If I feel like you you watching the wall waiting for the situation, no, nah, I'm good. But what we also have to understand though, as men, is that girls are great actors. Because there's a lot of times where you think That's you, why you got to find a real put, one where you know. You may think you putting it down and she is putting on an Oscar performance <laughs> to make it seem like you're doing a great job, but, you know, you're really not. You know, so it, it we can sit up here and act like we can tell if a girl is enjoying it, but, nigga, we can't tell. We can't tell. Because she, she can, uh, I, I think you should know. She can do all that shit. You can't tell in the beginning. We be like, oh, yeah, You yeah. can't tell in the beginning. But I feel like if you've been with someone long enough, you know natural moans, you know unnatural moans. Now, your ego might be like, you know what, she, she's screaming, so I'm doing my right. thing. But you know. Right. So the last question is, you was a freak to get me, now you're vanilla. How do I overcome that? Whew. Right, because I, we had, I've been saying this for years. Sometimes you'll find out that, you know, oral was great in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now oral's attached to them and right. things are like, so how do you overcome that? You, to be honest, sir, you don't. You don't. Sex is one of those things that you got to be all in to want. Mm-hmm. And if it's whack, then you have to be with someone that you like just enough where y'all can sit down and have a conversation on, mm-hmm. all right, this what needs to change. And if you're not willing to have that conversation, well, then now we have to have a conversation on, well, is this something that we both want? Because mm-hmm. if we can't sit here and talk about what we can do to better please each other, mm-hmm. why the fuck are we with each other? I, my advice, like when you're in a relationship and you're dating and, and it's kind of new, my thing is just like, you know, you have to communicate that. But when you're right. in a long-term relationship, I feel like you have to find things to motivate that person. Right. You right? also have to Because m- people become stagnant mm-hmm. and vanilla when they just feel like, oh. Right. You also have to understand the person you're dealing with how they date mm-hmm. because they're individuals who date like they're in a relationship mm-hmm. like you know I if I'm dating you that means you can't talk to anybody else you can't deal with anybody else you know I'm dating you you're you're mine like well shit that sound like that sound like we in a relationship. That don't sound like you know we're yeah. dating. Yeah. So you have to you have to find those parameters because it's like those type of things when they're off, mm-hmm. that affects communication, which affects the, the, sex and the, the things like that. The last thing I can say this, as, as a married man, my advice is when that happens, like you have to find the things that make your partner happy mm-hmm. and go above and beyond. Right. Because there's, I feel like women will become vanilla when they feel like their their needs are being met and you're not trying. He's not trying. So right. if you're not trying, I'm. This is how I'm gonna penalize right. you. Now, if you find a certain things like maybe it's cooking for your wife, maybe it's cleaning, maybe maybe it's doing things, anticipating, mm-hmm. right? You gotta have that person motivated, right? Because men always feel men always feel like their justification is cheap is because the vagina became regular to them and mm-hmm. they want something new, right? But at the same time, your penis is regular to her too. Oh, yeah. So where's the motivation? We got to create the motivation. But it, it, it all goes back to how deeply you want to be with that person. Because mm. whatever it is, you're going to do whatever to make it work yeah, if you really so. like that person. 
that was the end of the show. It was a very good show. Dre, you was a very great guest. Oh, now, man, I was so happy. I'm still pouring like we got more minutes <laughs> yeah. to do on this, so on this I, episode. So I, I want you to shout out what you got going on again, where people could find the brand, and what, what's going on next. Week. Yeah, well, first of all, shout out to, you know, my whole team, my uh, Goon Savvy team, my We Ready team, you know, Drew, B, Ray, Fingers, you know, um, I can sit up here all day and make it seem like it's just me that makes the motor run, but, you know, there's other individuals that help me out. Um, you know, like I said, Instagram, um, Facebook, but like I said, we started the brand as a branding thing, um, but now is the time where, you know, we're putting in everything in motion where, um, you know, we can start putting on people's backs. So you're going to be seeing us a lot as far as radio spots, pop-up shops, mm-hmm. um, you know, release parties, a lot, a lot more social media active things like that you know mm-hmm. we're brand new so you know you gotta take your lumps how you take it but you take your lumps to that's how you train mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying cool cool yeah Sh- you know shout out to everybody who's out there listening to us shout out to people who support and goon savvy like we want to have you back as again you was a good guest. oh man look anytime at, you want me I'm as back, the brand man. grow and you have things you want to promote want you to come through some bring your team as well oh, right yeah. anytime some, anytime sometime, you want me back i'm back man yeah, as yeah. you can see i like to talk back. yeah <laughs> so you know we can have have your team on promote what's going on next you know shout out to everybody who's been supporting the podcast we really appreciate you guys you know like i always tell people we got to go out there chase dreams we got to support each other right because if we're not motivated to support each other then outsiders are going to be like exactly they don't even get love in their hood why should i support them if we don't believe why would they believe yeah so that's it that's another another end of the podcast we out peace views from the friend zone Mom trying to be, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? It's cool though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo. Views from the friend zone. Mom trying to be, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? It's cool though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo.